Welcome into Washington Football Crunch. I am Micah Chen, joined alongside Luke Monger and Jackson Garner. We've got week one of college football coming up this week. Did you guys wake up feeling a little bit different today? I'm just happy it's game week, man. All this, all this nonsense in the offseason, and, and we're finally here. We got something to talk about. Yeah, right. it's sweet. This is a special This is a special time of the year, and I, I did this very intentionally, but it, it feels good to wake up, look at the calendar this morning, and I have something, like some sort of thing or person to see planned every night until Friday when I leave that I can sort of look forward to to try to make these next couple days go by really fast. Not even but, involved yeah. in the world of college football, just a bunch. Yeah, just like just okay, like let's okay, just keep let's just keep it. the time going, you know, just like keep spinning, 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 and then yeah, you know, because like, I woke up like it felt like Christmas. I was like, you know, oh, it's game it does week. have that vibe. It does have that <laughs> it does. vibe. It's, well, the crazy thing, the crazy thing about this week, and I'm not sure if it's like this for you guys, but uh, the the like you get to game week and then it moves like it moves pretty slow at the beginning and then you get to like Thursday. And there might be some random teams playing or something, and you're like, "Holy cow! Like this is going way too fast! Like someone pumped the I have brakes done nothing really quick." This whole off season, you know? Yeah, <laughs> right. You're like, jeez. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah no. Oh. Especially Gosh, good, this good caliber of an opening game, it's just like I know I'm going to be in Atlanta on Friday. Be like, I'm not ready. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like I need more time, right? It's been exactly. Like, yeah. We've had like nine months, but we're going to give you guys predictions for each of those in-state games. Uh, UW, WSU, and Eastern. Jackson, what's the plan for you in the first week of college football? Dude, my plan is wild. So so get this. Just getting to Laramie is, is first part of my plan for this weekend, and it is absolute <laughs> chaos. So <laughs> so I, I it, let me get, digress here a little bit. When I like started booking all my flights to away games, I did this pretty early to try and get ahead of it. And uh, I didn't realize that I would be working right now. So I thought I'd be in Pullman. But so my my flight, how it worked originally was Pullman to Seattle, Seattle to Denver, Denver to Laramie, and then I'm there. But what I didn't account for is that I wouldn't... Seattle to Denver, Denver to Laramie. That's that's real. That's normal, right? I mean... I guess, I, yeah. I, I don't know I, the protocol I, I to get to Laramie. I the worst geography of where things are on the map. So yeah. <laughs> that, that is, that is very true. That is very true. But I mean, yeah. How did you change like that I said, from Pullman to Seattle? Because that's not a real thing. Well, that's the thing. I, I, could, I couldn't. like, And the only option was to either cancel <laughs> that portion of the, the, the Pullman to Seattle flight, which would get cost money me money. Oh. No, no, no. I don't get my... I'd, I'd have to pay to cancel that. I mean, you're doing or, the airline a favor. You're, t- you're giving them a free seat. They should be happy. Well, I know I, they should be, but they're not because <laughs> they're airlines, they're dicks, and this is how it works. So, and I can't just not show up to like I have to either cancel this flight or be on the flight, or I don't I don't get from Seattle to Denver. So basically, what I have to do is I'm sp- I'm no 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 I wouldn't do that. But I'm using miles to get a flight from Seattle to Pullman. <laughs> so I'm flying for, on Thursday night. I take off at midnight, land in Pullman at 1 a.m., immediately get on a flight back from Pullman to Seattle from 4 to 5 a.m., and then from 8 to 9, I'm flying to Denver, and then I get from Denver to Laramie by noon. Isn't that just the wildest? Like, I'm just flying back and forth and just staying in the state for, like, four hours for no reason at all. I wish you could have, like, a stat cast rowdy efficiency. 
Yeah. For this. <laughs> like it would be so bad. You take an immediate, like your first right off the bat, you're going 300 miles the wrong way. Yeah. And then, oh. It's just, oh, it's that's so gotta awesome. be it's the a most heartbreaking flight. It's a disaster. The only thing, the only thing that that's good that's come out of this is that I don't have to get uh, one of my colleagues to mail me my my uh, media credential. I can actually just pick it up and pull right because you'll be at the offices because I'll be time. I'll be there for like four. Well, I w- <laughs> I'll be there from like one a.m. to four a.m. on. Friday morning so like you're pulling an all-nighter is that is that am I doing that is that is essentially (laughs) what I'm saying and then I I get I get to Laramie at like noon and then I'm in Laramie no 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 no. so the game's on Saturday so I have all day in Laramie with no means of transfer (laughs) transportation and then and then the game's at noon on Saturday. Right, right. So yeah, so that I mean, got a good hotel though. Got a, got all the accommodations. Yeah, no, I got I got all everything worked out. Uh, but I'm excited, man. I'm excited to go and, and see Laramie. Like, I feel like that's not something I ever. That's something I never thought I would say. But I think that's just also, uh, kind of a precursor from like all this like hype to week one like I, i'm excited to go to laramie yeah if you're That's, gonna do it just you might as well pour your heart into it absolutely saying, yeah oh, this sucks this crappy city bad team we're playing yeah Which, by the way it's not a bad team but like just kind of that like oh yeah well we're going to stanford for week one or have a yeah according according to cbs they think they're better than than wcu <laughs> so but that's neither here nor there um but yeah so i do all that unfortunately i'm not going to be on the call for the game uh, right, we were, we were yeah. wondering what, what the was the, with the that. I, I guess the Laramie or whatever whatever stadium whatever it's called cannot support uh, two away yeah, booths, sure. which I I guess I understand that. So I'll just be there with the Evergreen, but I'm still equally excited to be there, and I'm gonna have all sorts of stories coming out. It's gonna be the inaugural uh, the or the inauguration for my week my weekly Sunday column, which I'm not I'm not I'm just gonna say that now. I'm not gonna say what it is. I'm just gonna leave it there. But there's gonna be a, a Sunday column every week from from here on out till the end of the season that I'm really looking forward to, including all the other stories that I'm gonna be doing. So yeah, that's kind of my uh my week one right there. Luke, when are you getting on the plane? I'm getting on the plane Friday morning, bright and early. <laughs> Uh, 4 so red eye down to Atlanta or where? No, where, I'm, it's like a 7:15, but okay. like direct I, to I, Atlanta. I, direct to Atlanta, but I expect that my body's gonna wake me up at about three. Yeah, you know, because I'm just gonna be so nervous. So you'll have <laughs> you'll have what, before you even get to the game, you'll have all day in Atlanta. Have you thought about what you're gonna be? No, not really. You know, I'm I'm going down to my dad, and okay. so this is pretty cool. My dad, uh, he does promotional products, right? That's mm-hmm. his career. And uh, a vendor is like flying us down and whining and dining us, which is pretty sweet. Oh, so that's going to be so. That's I'll, I'll have trip. I'll have that option, but I also have a couple friends that will be down with their family. Oh, uh, right, because you'd have so, fans coming down. Yep. Yeah. So I might like I, I have some things to choose from. Dogman's going live at seven p.m. Friday night Pacific time, ten p.m. there. What platform um, will that be on? Uh, that will be on, I believe, KJ. Yeah, KJR yeah, nine fifty. So, will uh, you be involved with that at all? Yeah, or? I'm hoping oh, so. Oh, right, you'll be you'll be available. Yeah, yeah I'm hoping so. Comments. You know, that'll be awesome. That'll be KJR super is fun. Good stuff, man. They had uh, they had and, Ryland on the other night with uh, yeah, dude, like, with I, I like that. They I like care. that for sure. <laughs> they care yeah, about the, the college and preps community. They, they they and they should. It makes me excited when that happens because it draws uh, ratings. It was a little. I'm I'm not going to say. I won't indicate which station or which hosts. It was, but I was a little disappointed when I got on 
the radio this morning and heard some Hawks football talk. It's like, I understand. Like, people are excited. But <laughs> yeah. Golly, you know, it's, right? on in the it's like, come on. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh, there there are two stations. I'm not going to specify which one. Oh my god, uh, Luke, <laughs> the only know, two sports know, talk radio yeah. in Seattle. <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to specify which ones though. But uh, uh, I'm excited. Uh, and then what I'm excited about? Actually, no, I'm not. I, I, no, no. All right. Never. Well, Luke, Luke, I love it when you say you're nervous for these games. It always kind of throws me off. But I mean, it, it is your world, so it's, it's like an energetic bit. nervous. Yeah. No, no. It's, How can it, you it, not be? How can you not be? You have the fate of the Pac-12 in your oh hands. Oh my gosh. Did he see Coach Peterson's press conference on Sunday? Stop I did not. Me no. <laughs> oh my gosh, it, it was so funny. Was it typical Coach Pete oh fashion? Oh my gosh, it was so epic. He was um, freaking out. It, it it was so like just being like just being like we're not playing the whole conference. Like no no no, the Pac twelve is playing the, Auburn. Yeah yeah no no yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like if we win, it's Washington that won, not the fucking yeah, Pac exactly. twelve. <laughs> He's like, it's one game at the beginning of the season. Between yeah. <laughs> like two good teams, but he said like, we're not playing on. the whole SEC because yeah. the reporters wouldn't stop asking him, "What's it like facing the SEC?" And it's like, yeah, he's like, is, it's does, does this have an implication? Team. Are you show? Are you out to show the college football world what Washington football is about? And he's yeah. like, no, we're out there to go and try show to Auburn. win. I love that because you can just see like all the questions are just like from these writers who are so just pat and excited, just like these narratives that they're building up yeah, for week Pete's one. Like, no. And coach is just like, <laughs> nope, that's just, here's that. my favorite, my favorite quote. Like he, so the, he was talking about Jacob Eason and like praising Jacob Eason for the work that he's done. Uh, like, since becoming a husky, which by the way is a cons- weird question asking him about Jacob yeah, Eason. Right, he, but, he, there's yeah. no update. He, he, he was complimentary of the fact that Eason's still in there grinding, even though he can't play this year. Right, well, of course. But, like still going and like dedicating his time to improving. Right, and then someone asked him, uh, "Is there any way that Jacob Eason, having played in the SEC, can help you prepare oh for a game gosh. like this?" Oh right, and Coach goodness. Pete said he can throw some great passes on scout team. <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah baby that is so awesome i just don't i just don't understand what media member in their right mind thinks about that question shows up to the presser and is like yeah yeah that's a that's a well thought out question i'm well educated on this because right? jacob eason played at one time played in the sec two years ago basically. maybe possibly he can give us some insight as to what we will see against auburn like that's just insanity, and it's it's almost gotten to the point where like Coach Pete has Im- has imposed like his like mo on us so much, yeah. That, like p- people are like, I feel like it's going to get to the point eventually in his tenure with the University of Washington that people are just literally lobbing Coach Pete softballs. Yeah. You know? Oh, it's absolutely. Just, like, and you also <laughs> combine that with you know, at this point in the preseason, we've kind of been through the ringer with these questions so let's uh let's jump right into these uh uw's auburn mm-hmm. predictions uh luke yeah. what's your prediction right now all right so i'm gonna start with a little bit of an explanation here because a lot of people are gonna disagree with me people that start to now way. realize where this is going <laughs> okay but uh so i look at i look at two things strengths versus strengths and question marks versus question marks right yeah and there, I mean, there's some enticing battles on both sides. You know, on strengths versus strengths, you've got Jarrett Stidham and uh, the Auburn Tigers passing game. You know, good receivers, a pretty exciting group. Yeah, receivers. they like to spread the ball out. They can throw it downfield. Uh, they can like use some aggressiveness against you, throw some screens, and uh, create some space on the outside and make people miss. You know, stuff like that. But then you, you look at a Washington group. 
that is being considered one of the best secondaries in the country, right? So I think it's it's an enticing battle whether or not, like, it's it's first game, you know, I, I, we don't know if Washington's secondary group is the best in the country, but I think that's an enticing battle and one to watch for, right? And then you look at Auburn's defensive line in their front, and then you look Washington. There are some questions on the offensive line. Trey Adams coming back from an injury. He's fine. He'll Luke Wattenberg good. got banged up in camp. You know, he's coming back, but you've got a very experienced offensive line and running back in Miles Gaskin, who averaged seven yards a pop against Penn State in the Fiesta Bowl, and Penn State was a top 15 rush defense last year. You know, and I, so I'm not saying Washington yeah. has the edge necessarily in either of those, but I think it's a wash. I don't think Washington loses either of those necessarily either. You know what I For mean? For sure. Yeah. And then you look at the question marks versus the question marks right um and uh I, one that kind of sta- like stands out this is the one that stands out the most I, I i guess it's really kind of only one and it's auburn's offensive kind of front there with their offensive line paving holes for their two run- like for a running back that was third on their team in carries and rushing yards i believe last year because they lost their two leading rushers in carry on johnson and then someone else i can't remember who right so Auburn has a, like a brand new running game. You know, they have four new yeah. starters on the offensive line. It's going to be and they're losing to their top, with. right? Yeah, exactly. They'll have they'll have a committee. They'll have guys that haven't played live reps in real games next to each other, right? And then oh, uh, that's, yeah, that's going against if Washington. People have question marks about Washington's defensive line as well, though. They lost they lost Vita Vea. They haven't had a ten plus sack player uh, since Howie Kikaha and Andrew Hudson in twenty fourteen. These are like questions, you know, things like you need people to step up there for the Huskies on the defensive front. But where I see Washington having an advantage in that capacity versus Auburn is the fact that you have like experience is basically what's going to come down to, you know, the defensive front, the, the tackles rotating in when they're going into their nickel, Washington will have like a three tech and a nose basically right mm-hmm. on, on their defensive line. And those guys are. Greg or Greg Gaines, Jalen Johnson, Shane Bowman, all seniors. Levi Onzerike entering his third year in the program, played every game last year as a redshirt freshman, right? You've got Benning Potoyi and Ryan Bowman, uh, like contending for outside linebacker starting spots, both of which have starts under their belts. Um, like it, it, just stuff like that. You know, it, to me, it's going to come down to the fact that they have that game experience that I think will give them a slight edge where there are question marks, not necessarily where there are strengths. And I think that's giving Washington the slight edge. And Auburn's passing game right now, it's gonna, it's, it has potential. But without that running game, you're not going to have the mm-hmm. play action as effective. They have a committee to start out with. It's going to be tougher to open up that passing you know, yeah. game without an establishing like, run early. And then on the other side with, with UW's offense right now, they know what their identity is. They know what they're all about. Yeah. They're not going to do this weird thing It's Alabama where they're metaphorically short-arming it. Where they're, you know, they, they, they're, they know what they are, but they're a little young. These guys are two years older right now. And his defense mm-hmm. is built like Alabama in the front seven, but the core of this team is much bigger and stronger than it was two years ago. So yeah, this is that, this that is adds really, to the passing versus running dynamic on Auburn right now. Yeah, I feel, and, and then the, the thing is, I mean, you you seen the Huskies do this against great passing teams in the past. Um, if you can't run the ball, the Huskies are going to drop eight into coverage. You know. Oh yeah, and that is really. That is really difficult to move the ball against. If you can effectively stop the run and drop eight into coverage, it's unfair. It's a cheat code. Um, and I'm like, I'm not necessarily saying that they will be able to do that against Auburn, but if they have a hard time getting things going on the ground early, it could be trouble. And then the other, the last battle we're looking at here, and, and this is interesting, and I didn't even think about it until um, a, an Auburn 24-7 writer uh, was answering some questions on Dogman's message boards Uh but Auburn last year, they had 
really good specialists. They had a really good kicker that went to the league and he had like 65 touchbacks, something ridiculous, right? But of the <laughs> kicks, of the kicks that were returned, Auburn had the worst kick coverage in terms of yards allowed per mm-hmm. return in the country. Wow. Like so 120 like, like yeah. yards. And, and especially when you when you kind of balance that with just the week one shenanigans, like that yeah. is poised like, to stupid, be yeah. stupid things happen week one. Absolutely. Yeah. And just you know, lack of you know, lack of preparation and even even a team, even a, a Gus Malzahn coach team and a Chris Peterson coach team has stuff like that happen, you know? So, For sure. There's going to be jitters. Yeah. One, yeah. one matchup where there's weakness, like the, probably the weakest part of UW's offense right now or team right now is that the receiver position. But mm-hmm. I believe that it's being a little bit dramatic right now when people say UW's receivers are a weak part of this team. It might be oh my the lowest good, is this part. Is what, this what Micah sympathizing with the UW receiving core right here? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. saying is this? Okay, this is unprecedented, unprecedented territory right here. I'm not talking about the depth of the receiver core, but at the top, it's not that much of a weakness. Ty Jones is going to do well this year. And Chico, he is proven. And Aaron Fuller, he's, he's going to be good this year. So I think at the top, it's fine. Like If, if those guys stay yeah. healthy and perform to their expectations, mm-hmm. which they haven't given us a reason not to outside of Chico's mm-hmm. health, but on the other side, Auburn's biggest weakness right now is their secondary. I mean, they lost their two top safeties this offseason. And it was actually, I don't know if you guys saw this report, but their starting cornerback, Jamel Dean, their number one corner, he has a right hand injury right now. He hurt his hand last week during practice, late last week, and he came in today, and he was wearing a brace, kind of just like funky, not like a not like a cast, you know, it's like like a, that hard thing, but I mean, his pinky, his ring finger, his middle, like they were all kind of tied together. And... If you're going to try and stop Ty Jones over the top, you're going to need all your fingers flexible. Mm-hmm. You know, you try and defend yeah, somebody like I mean, that. With, so, th- that, so that matchup right there where the two supposed weaknesses of both teams, that favors UW by a mile right now. It, it's interesting because with, with injuries like that, what it comes down to, I feel like more than anything, like, oh, will he be able to bat balls away with that hand or catch the ball? I think it's just like being comfortable while playing. You know, I feel, yeah. I feel like that's the thing that goes overlooked. He's not going to be comfortable. You know, because this, this it's not going to be every single play, but you're going to have to put your hands on receivers. You know, there's hand fighting. Every happens. play there's going to be something. Yeah, of exactly. Football, you know, like so th- th- that's the kind of stuff where with an injury like that, like a nagging injury can have more of an effect than you think. And, you know, like Auburn, I don't know. Like, I, I can't say I know a ton about their secondary. I know that they obviously have a ton of talented players back there. However, like you said, it is going to be one of their more inexperienced groups. Uh, Washington, yeah, I can't believe I didn't even mention their receiving core as one of the question marks on this team because everyone likes to question. It's the a question mark. There. It's not a weakness. Yeah, if I anyone wants to... an explanation on why Aaron Floor is going to be good, I have like ten pages saved on my <laughs> about computer. Thirty that I can minutes of you. audio, yeah, an entire so... an entire thesis ready yeah. prepared. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I mean, I think it'll be interesting. That will be one to watch as well. I think a lot of that will have to be will have to do with Jake having time, and th- th- that'll be interesting against Auburn's front like front seven their front four their defensive line as well uh that's going to be something to watch uh i think you know i mean there's there it's going to be a good it's going to be a good battle uh should i just get into the prediction well, one, here? one more thing i want to bring up before and we can all give our scores you know after we bring up this one last topic it's the crowd noise being an issue i personally don't think it's going to matter as much as it's being led on you know, it's going to be I don't loud. Think it's sold out. It's no, no. It's, I don't think UW has sold out their allotment yet. I think they're like 1500 shorts. Yeah. But my, my point yeah, is sure. that it's 
it's going to be loud for both teams. Anytime you put 10,000 Utah fans against 50,000 Auburn fans, those 10,000 fans are still going to make their voices heard. And it'll get even louder if UW gets off to an early lead. So I consider that, obviously, it's going to favor Auburn, but that's a mute point. If that's going to be your excuse for why you weren't able to win this neutral site game, I mean, that you don't deserve to be in the college football playoffs if you're going to use, well, they had mm-hmm. 30,000 more fans than us. Like, it, it, this is this part, of the, this part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it, well, certainly, it, well, yeah, no, it wasn't an excuse when they played Alabama at virtually right. the same <laughs> setting. So I don't, I can't imagine why it would be an excuse now. And it, I mean, they've never, if there's one person to not have excuses, it's, it's coach Peterson. So yeah. All right, yeah. Score no, predictions. <laughs> score predictions. All right. Do you want me to go first or last? Oh, you're, uh, I think Lou should go last. I think Lou should go last. <laughs> UW 31, Actually, I don't know. UW 31, I, Auburn. We're already doing it, Jackson. UW 31, okay. Auburn 17. <laughs> Is that what you have? Yep, okay. Because I, 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 I like I'm, the, oh, you, I'll, I'll kind of break down real quick. Like, I yeah, like yeah, the, for sure. the offensive philosophy of UW right now. I think they're just going to come out guns a-blazing. You know, obviously, they're going to run the ball early, but Jake Browning's going to do what he wants on, when he throws the ball because he has that swagger now. He has, he, they've done it before. They've done it twice now against Penn State and Alabama. Love the Jake praise. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I've never, I've always believed in Jake Browning is going to be something yep. special. <laughs> this is a Jake Browning podcast. <laughs> Where we are, we have to have him. We have to have him on sometime. Yes, we are. But uh, okay, I guess I'll go next. I, I got UW winning twenty four fourteen, and uh, I think a lot of that scoring is going to come in the second half. I think I, I could honestly I see it. a halftime score of like 17. ten to seven, <laughs> ten to three, and I, I am a wouldn't huge, be that bad. I, I am a huge believer in, in the week one shenanigans and people just not being able to really establish a rhythm early on. You know, when you think about the way the NFL games are, and they, how they have four games to prepare for their week one, like this is still kind of preseason for college. Like that's it's still ha- I mean, although the games do count and they mean more than the NFL games, but they haven't gotten on a field. They haven't seen live contact like that. And there's just so many different dynamics. So I think it's going to be a slow game to start, but in the second half, it's really going to amp up, but I still have you mm-hmm. winning. Yeah. You know, Micah, he took my number, so I'm going to change it a little Are bit. I'm going 27, you had, 13. You really had 31, 17. You don't. I, 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 yes, I had 31, wow. 17. Um, yeah, that's you know, kinda, I just kind of crazy, man. <laughs> what, what it cut like I could see what Jackson's saying with kind of the, the slow, st- like the slow start, weird kind of first half. The one thing that I just can't see, no matter how you cut it, the one thing I cannot see is Auburn moving the ball very well. Like, and I could be totally wrong, but th- that's why I think things could go awfully for the Huskies and they could hang in this for a while. I think it could be the exact opposite case for Auburn. So really, hmm. yeah, okay. I, I just don't see. I just I like I don't know. I they do have that. I mean, just a quick like no huddle. Like that's the thing with like with their offensive style is they are like up tempo, no huddle, yeah. and like that's an easy way to like if you can't get that rhythm right, like so, that takes time to develop. So you know, like a sometimes a slow methodical offense like UW has an easier time developing their rhythm than an up tempo one where you have yeah. to be more conscious. Well, that's about why what I could see doing. the I could see the total disaster unraveling for Auburn in, in the sense where Washington is methodical and they're marching and handing the ball off and Miles is getting four and six and Savant's mm-hmm. getting his stuff going. And the Huskies move the ball and have like a good 
12 play 73 yard touchdown drive that takes seven minutes and then Auburn gets the ball back and they can't run get back on the ball and like throw a couple incompletions and punt back and the Huskies have the ball again with five minutes left in the first quarter now we're making fantasy yeah. scenarios but you know, no, you're not you're not and it's far. not gonna happen but that's I, I could like Auburn they'll have the, they'll have their times where they're gonna get a big gash and get on the ball and the Huskies will be on their heels but what like I just I don't see that I don't see Auburn running the ball effectively and then like if so, if if they're going to have to get their momentum through the air, I think there are too many mistakes to be made against Byron Murphy, Jordan Miller, Miles Bryant, yeah. Joe. I think, fa- I think that's a fair point. Mm-hmm. You know, and I could be totally wrong, but I, I've decided. You know what? I'm in my senior year at the University of Washington. I'm not going to hold any of my predictions back. I'm just gonna, <laughs> and I like you know. I like am I, it. Yeah. Am I Homer? Sure. I don't really care. Call me that. I'm, yeah. I'm an intern. I don't get any money. For yeah. This, so. <laughs> I mean, I, and like, I know we just talked about this, but I'm full back in the pack. Like, you know, yeah, I, appreciate I don't, it. I don't, I don't care that I have a brother playing on the team right now. Like this is about the pack. Tw- this is about like the livelihood of the pack 12 right now. And, and I don't care what coach Pete says, how this has nothing to do with the pack 12. It, it for everything. sure. It has everything to <laughs> do with the pack 12 and selfish. our reputation. <laughs> So yeah, I'm I'm all for it. I appreciate it. So right now we got two two more games, and obviously one is a little bit more superior than the other. Uh, WSU versus Wyoming. So you guys want to do want to get Eastern versus Central their uh, their credits right now, and then we can get into WSU we can get to versus the, Wyoming. You know. Michael, you decide these up, kinds of things. Yeah, I do it anyways. But yeah, all right. It's, 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 always, it's always that. To, <laughs> well, thanks for asking. Thanks curtsy. for asking, anyways. <laughs> all right, Eastern versus Central Washington. Uh, I think in the predictions episode, I had it like forty points. Eastern. You did. I th- I think that was yeah. I mean, I'll I'll go uh, thirty-two right now. I'll go uh, thirty-two point win for Eastern. Because I, well, I think you have to get, you uh, have to give two scores. Well, thirty-two point win for. Oh yeah, no, I, 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 I'm, I'm leading into it, but you're Eastern, getting to that. Eastern, okay, all right. It's gonna be Eastern because first of all, forty points. I mean, that's gonna imply that Central Washington basically gets shut out. But I think Central and Eastern are good enough friends that in the fourth quarter, you know, I talked with Sam. If guys, if you listen to the Sam McPherson episode, he was kind of talking about that Eastern versus Central game, and he mentioned that that's an opportunity to get those redshirt freshmen in there, baby. Get those get those four games in. So, mm. so he says mm. if... So if, that's the stat. <laughs> I, I think that's pretty point. funny. Yeah, and, and he was being very humble about it, but I said, hey, yeah. it's a very realistic possibility that you blow... You blow out Central, so what's the plan? Yeah. He said, "Yeah, play. Let's play the redshirt freshman." But if you do that, and you have freaking twenty-four-year-old Riley Hennessy still in the game, going up against some some dudes from Monroe, I mean, come on, like it's gonna be it's gonna be a good time for Riley. So I say yeah. we get one touchdown, and uh, it's Eastern forty-five, Central thirteen. See, you know, I, I I I agree, and I think that's a pretty logical conclusion right there. I am just. Ever since I I started and we started this podcast, I have begr- I've grown so fond of the Central Washington football They're program, and guys. I want them yeah. I want them to succeed so much. <laughs> but like I and I totally see where you're coming from, but I actually see this being a little bit closer of a game than than you're making it out to be right now. I think it's going to be like like a 40-21 kind of deal right here. Like, I think Central's actually going to put some points on the board. Like, Will it be early, or is it going to be, the, oh, it's 28 nothing in the third quarter, and Central's on the board? I think, I think they get one actually meaningful touchdown. They will have one meaningful one touchdown, touchdown against, against actual Eastern starters, and the rest may come in, in garbage time. But, like, 
they had a they had a darn good recruiting class. I remember <laughs> looking. I I went through. I saw the kids they signed, and, and for I guess the twenty what so the twenty eighteen recruiting class are kids that were sophomores when when we were seniors in high school. Correct? No, they were freshmen. Or they're freshmen. Yeah. So I mean, like you kind of like you you can vaguely recognize names like i i i know like like i saw like one of the wilson brothers from bothell like he's down at uh, oh really oh yeah like wilson's a common last name jackson no 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 no, no. he's a receiver he's a a receiver oh danny wilson oh yeah no he's a guy yeah yeah so i mean like you have like good like coming from good football programs like i the, I don't think like I played against all the Wilson brothers. I saw all of them. They all, I they know all to be jokes, but <laughs> well, the, g- g- a little bit. But like, th- they were capable of playing at the Division One level if their head was at the right place. <laughs> Danny, so Danny's like, nice kid, he'll be fine. Yeah, and, and like I think some of these like freshman kids can maybe like actually make some noise. And, and obviously, it's not going to happen against Division One AA opponent week one. But, like, that still doesn't mean they can't put points on the board. And I think they're going to actually, like, do more than, than what you are saying, Micah. Luke, what are your thoughts? You know, I'm kind of, I'm leaning more towards, I, I had a good comparison in my mind until I realized the score doesn't reflect what kind of game it was. <laughs> uh, but last year when Washington State played Montana State, and it, it was 31-0. Yeah. But, like, watching that game, it kind of, like, it felt like, Kind of mid third quarter, there was like this moment for Washington State that was like, like, what are we doing? You know, and then yeah. they kind of like figured it out, <laughs> like in a good way. No, in like a bad way. Wasn't they're like, like a they're up fourteen zero. Oh right, right. <laughs> they're up like fourteen yeah. zero halfway through the third, and they're like, what is like what is going on? You know, and then they yeah. like figured but, it out. You know, I mean, yeah. So I could see my, my no, you know sure. Riley Hennessy, Riley Hennessy, like strolls into the red turf. Against his old team, you know, <laughs> and he's like, and he's fired up, you know. I could see this, like, and I could that's see the, him yeah, that's early the one dynamic coming in and like delivering a shot, like end zone touchdown, and like maybe like Eastern Washington holds like an insecure twenty-one to thirteen <laughs> lead at half, you know, and then like the come on guys, what are we doing? Moment, you know, yeah. All right. What ends up being like we are the far like it, like Eastern Washington is a more talented team and that's what it's going to come down to. Here's the problem with that comparison. Here's the problem with that comparison. Okay, is you're first of all I don't think Central's offense is going to be the problem here. It's going to be the defense. So for you to compare it to that Montana State game where yeah WSC was a little bit kind of thrown off their game because of how close the score was, but that's only because Montana State was limiting WSU's offense. This Eastern offense yeah, is going to destroy Central's defense early. I, no, I would it's actually disagree Central Washington's offense. fantasy draft, or like <laughs> Central Washington's defense went earlier in our fantasy won. draft. <laughs> that's why I said good luck that's week gonna one. That's going to be, yeah, that's nice. going to be a rough, that's going to be a rough week one for the uh, the fantasy team, Luke. But <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> so much about Riley Hennessy. It's the defense that's going to screw up in the first yeah, quarter. Yeah, well, I, I, but I also think you can't take lightly. minutes left in the first quarter. You cannot take lightly the dynamic that of what Riley Hennessy is bringing into this football game, you know, and just the, the like in general, like it's. I feel like this is like an FCS going to an FBS team no. on steroids. This is a D two team going to a D one team. You know, this is it's like the Eastern. There's an extra. There's an extra numeral <laughs> next to our associate or versus to our division of football compared to theirs. You know, yeah. It's like let's go in and like I just feel like. It's going to be the energy early, and then I I, I see thirty one. I'm gonna I mean thirty eight twenty. I'm gonna see, you know, like the 
<laughs> it's going to be one of those things that they quickly kind of put it away and then they kind of sit on the ball at the end, 38-20. Mm, okay. Mm. Central's offense is going to be suffocating just to get four yards on a carry. Every time the running back, <gasps> after he carries the ball, he's going to be <laughs> oh like, I was so hard. I had to freaking <laughs> fight and I got four yards and they did it. But okay, here's what Central's got to do, all right? And I did kind of add this caveat, all right? This is, this is where it gets fun. If they do have a chance, it's going to be by throwing the ball. If they do this thing, and we've seen it, like we saw, with Mo- we'll bring it back to Montana State game that WSU played last year. Montana State tried to establish the run. And you know what happens when you try, <clears throat> when you try to establish the run? They're going to go out, they're going to go three and out many times early. You could say that, well, if Central just tries to air it out, the defense will just play back. Like like you said, comparing it to the UW versus Auburn game, right, Luke? Like if 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 uh, Auburn just abandons the running game, UW will drop eight. Mm-hmm. That's a risk you take in this game. You're going to need to yeah, go into this truth. game with a let's win it mindset. And if they drop eight, well, that's their only chance is just by airing it out, stretching the field. Seriously, if they try to establish the run, they will go three and out four times or whatever, however many times they try to do it. They just need to come <laughs> out. Riley needs to come out. And just throw a, throw a deep ball. Not a Hail Mary, not four guys going deep, but do a play action. Even to, even if he misses. With, no, with the lack of run game that you were just talking. Yeah, yeah well, I, think, I think you're getting a little off track. Like They just need to have their game plan nope. and just stick with it. Like there, I would say not, a balanced approach is going to be better than anything. Your best, defense, your best defense is the offense on the field. And, and like... I I don't I, like I agree with you in the sense that I don't think there are many people in Central Washington that can stop Gage Gubrud. So like they're going to need to keep their offense on the field, and and you do that by running the football. Yeah, they're not going to be able so, to run the ball. There's, there's no chance. There's no chance. I'm saying that right now. They will. It's going to be a game where they get 24 rushing yards, and, that, and obviously that's going to include sacks. But they are not going to run the ball against Eastern. There's I mean, only one is, way to find out. I, I gotta, wish these games weren't until at one o'clock. Is this it on? Saturday. Is it on route? Is it's it? Not, Ah, I don't think it's on. I don't think it's on television. Should be goeeks.com, Eastern Washington football schedule. Guys, isn't it kind of upsetting though that you know we can't watch all these games, right? I know. Yeah. We all got to do right. our own thing that day. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I, I will can... not be keeping tabs on any games that are going on during the UW Auburn game. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. Unless Dude, something gets what's, what ridiculous. Time is sorry for what time is it? Is two thirty p.m. Pacific time or two thirty? Twelve thirty. Twelve thirty. My bad. <laughs> 12:30 East Coast. Jeez. So yep. yeah, literally all the games are starting at the same time. Right. Yeah. So yeah. It, hmm. So it actually, will be televised Central versus Eastern, but you know you're not going to get it because it's like SWX, which is Spokane Tri Cities. Uh, I can't but, get the Fox Sports College Football jingle out of my head. Yeah, dude. <laughs> you ever listen to that just for the hell of it? Like, oh just, yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, I'll just re- I'll rewatch so many games that were on uh, that were on Fox, like last year's Oregon game or the the 2016 apple cup or, or something and then you'll just hear that 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 thing you know hey luke i'm sorry that i implied an idea of you keeping track of other football oh no no you did not at all that was me just being that was me just be, i'm being, being silly like, as well right and, now yeah like, you know? so, i just you sounded kind of upset you're like no no dude, there's no like, way i'm watching yeah. all the like, well I'm, yes i'm i'm being firm but i'm not upset <laughs> all right all right, let's get into another big game right now, WSU versus Wyoming. Jackson, this is kind of your game right now. No, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to take about just as much time as we, uh, we're going to, we're going to let this one marinate and I'm going to start this off by, so obviously Wyoming partook in, in the week zero, which I think is absolutely ridiculous and should not be a thing, but I guess, you know, whatever. But who do you think has the advantage 
in terms so, so WSU has fresh film of Wyoming, but Wyoming got a game under their belt. Oh, I think Wyoming has the advantage. I, I think you're yeah. right, but I think I, it's a slight, uh, not a slight, like. But the way that you propose that is interesting. It's something that yeah. n- not many people have thought about. I can guarantee because you Because you can get game film from last year. I know Josh Allen. Yeah, but yeah, but you're not. You don't get to see Van You don't get to see, you right. get to see Gardner the new, Minshew. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you don't. They have three fresh or redshirt freshmen starting on their watch, offensive line, at North which you don't get to see. Or whatever it was, Eastern. Well, Carolina. yeah, but you East Carolina, but you don't see him in the air raid. So there's tons of dynamics that I you still, don't get to see. The extra game helps Wyoming more than WSU. I, and I and I, I know I I, th- I think you're right, but I don't think it's by as much as most people would would believe or think. Um, I think having that film is incredibly valuable and just calming their nerves of of, of seeing Tyler Vanderwall, the the redshirt freshman quarterback from Wyoming, who at at no point in this game was he asked to to really do anything with his arm. And I think the the couple times he was early in the game where there were third and long situations. It was not pretty. Um, so I think on that aspect, you know, WCU has a lot to be, you know, feel better about, I guess, that we don't have, like, the second coming of Josh Allen. Like, this kid is very no, much mortal. No, yeah. not that. But, and I, then again, and then you know, going into to the game, Luke, I kind of did the similar thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. let's look at this as, like, question marks for question marks and, uh, you know, strong suits for strong suits. Yeah. And first... Yeah, it's a little bit different because, like, for Wyoming, strong suit, their defensive line. They're two interior defensive linemen. Who, uh, Johanna Gafain, who was the all 2017 uh, All-Mountain West first team. And then their other defensive, their interior defensive lineman, who is a senior. And, and get this, he is a South Korean. Like I've never... Or, na- a native of South Korea. What high school did he go to? Was it in the States or... D- no. From, he's from, he went. He's from Seoul, South Korea. Oh, Seoul's Jeez. pretty mainstream. That's pretty cool. Well, I know. Yeah, I know. But I, I've never... Like, like oh, isn't right. that crazy yeah, that, that someone yeah. from South Korea ended up at the University of Wyoming? Yeah, it's like, not, that, it's that's, not like Polynesian or anything like that. Where it's, yeah, no, no, it's well, no. And I think, he, I think he actually... like. I don't think he is like actually... Uh, I think somehow he ended up in South Korea. Like, like he is like he is like a Pacific. Europe. Yeah, he's like a he's Pacific Islander or some, right, of some right. sort. It's yeah, like Australian, but he's not. From yeah, New Zealand or, or so, yeah, something like that. But like you have those two guys who are clear away the anchor of this defensive line. Mm-hmm. And then you have the interior of WSU's offensive line, who is like the biggest question mark of the offense right now. Yes. Like what <laughs> like what's happening in the interior of WSU's offensive line. So like mm-hmm. right there. You have some some interesting dynamics, but like, at, at, you know, as, as long as they can protect the passer and, and and make something happen, like you know, who knows what happens there? WSU might call off the running game at half. Like that's sometimes how it works. And then, I mean, you look at the the secondary for Wyoming compared to the passing game uh, of WSU, and, and for everything that I saw, and it's tough because like. You're watching New Mexico State, who is clearly an inferior team to Wyoming, and it's tough to like kind of get a gauge of how good this uh, good, <laughs> this secondary is. But yeah, no, I thought they were they respectable. Have, uh, Andrew Wingard, kind of an All American type of player. Uh, the guy Safety? that took the no, uh, Marcus uh, Marcus Epps was the guy that really caught my eye the most. Mm. Um, and, and he was a good, he, you know, they're they're a senior group. Like the the defense is a senior group, and it's definitely the strong point of their team. But like. I don't know, like where is where is WSU's offense at? Like how well does Gardner Minshew 
kind of coordinate this offense and, and string drives together? Like that's kind of the huge question mark. So right there you have, well, it's the strong, the defense is the strong point of, of this Mountain West team, but how strong is WSU's offense really? So like the, I think just in general, there's a big question mark right there. And then you go look at Wyoming's offense and they're, they're going to live and die by the run game. Like, if it gets to a situation where Tyler Vanderwell has to make plays, like this game is going to be a very lopsided game in favor of WSU. There's there's no possibility where they start airing the ball out and, and that's that's how they, they put their drives together. Like they are gonna run the and this a, f- a fun fact, I, I was I, so I'm writing the this is a little bit of a preview to my scouting report of Wyoming, mm-hmm. and I lead this off with the offensive identity for Wyoming's for Wyoming. If you want to know, if you want to get the essence of Wyoming's offense, you can just look at this this note. They roster four fullbacks. <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> I don't think I don't think there's another roster in the country that rosters four fullbacks. How do you feel like, about the running back right now? <laughs> well, oh, they run the, three. The, the Nico, yeah, they so they have a committee, but it's the Nico Evans it's is the, is the guy. Yeah, he's now. a beast. <laughs> And, you know, yeah, I think he I think he was good. But like, again, it's like, you know, New Mexico State defense. Like, how do we feel about this? Like, you know, there's going to be it's going to be different when he has, you know, Jihad Woods and Peyton Pluer coming at him instead of whoever (laughs) New, New Mexico State is employing. But then you also have to consider, like, what's this defense, this Cougar defensive line looking like? We still don't know what's up with Namdi Aguayo, Derek Moore. No Ponalolihia anymore. Uh, like there's a lot of question marks there. It's, it's everyone knows it, but also on Wyoming's offensive line, they have three redshirt freshmen starting. Two of their starters are out right now, so there's still question marks on that front as well. And it's like, how much stock do you put in the dismantling of New Mexico State? I don't put a whole lot of stock, so I'm going to get to my prediction right now. I have WSU winning 35-20. Here's my X factor. You said by 20? 35 to 20. 35 to 20. Okay, my yep. bad. So yeah, yeah. this is something that you didn't mention, but it, it, it factors into my prediction. I have WSU losing 24-17. Okay. Because I, I look at that Wyoming defense, eight returning starters. They led the country in turnovers. Uh, led the Mountain West in sacks. Um, that, that running game, I, I think it's for real. I know it's New Mexico State, but if they can get 90% of that or 80% of that against WSU, they're going to be set on offense. But this is what kind of worries me about WSU is the environment they're going to be playing in. Wyoming football, right? They play in War Memorial Stadium. It's about 25,000 seats, maybe close to 30,000. It's kind of a depressing setup. You know, it's not a stadium that's going to get you pumped up. And that Tyler Holinsky cloud is going to be there for the first few weeks of the season. And I think that's going to carry over, especially when you're not at home. You don't have that home crowd you know, supporting you guys. And you're kind of in this kind of non-tradition. You know, like it's, not, it's not the greatest setting you know, in college football. There's no, like, there's no true identity with this team yet. There's going to be. But this team's going to look a little dazed. I, I, have, I feel there's going to be this cloud over them early in the season. And they'll show against week one, against this very flat atmosphere, and that's going to be something that works against WSU, and that kind of factors into my final score of you know Wyoming twenty four and WSU seventeen. How do you feel about that, Jackson? You think that's kind of that? I that, think that uh, kind of. I think not great you know, atmosphere is going to hurt them. 
I don't think I don't I don't think the atmosphere is really going to have much to do with with anything actually. Um, you know, like you said, it's it's you know it's a relatively dead atmosphere. Like I, you know, you don't. Wyoming isn't notorious for having rowdy fans. It's not a hostile environment. Um, I don't think that's what's going to play the difference. But I I do understand your point with like if if they kind of get started things and they don't develop a rhythm. And it's like, oh, maybe do we start questioning, like, is Gardner Minshew the guy? Like, is he the guy? Did we make the right decision here? And, and like, maybe, like, they start second-guessing themselves and the offense starts to, to uh, you know, kind of sputter. Then, you know, maybe, yeah, I can see a 17-point performance. Um, but I don't think it's going to be because of the environment, per se. I think, you know, I think you definitely approached it from the worst-case scenario. And, and I kind of approached it from more of an opti- optimistic scenario but uh yeah no I, th- I think that's you know it's a reasonable take i just think this tyler helinski it's going to be a storyline the first couple weeks like is it affecting the team morale uh th- and we'll get into this a little bit later in the show there were some quotes that came out about tyler helinski that uh, were a little bit were a little bit different than what you've heard in the past but before we get on to some more WSU news, Luke... Do I not get my prediction? Yes. Let, let's say, yeah, let's get, Luke, let's, let's okay. get your take okay. right now. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Wow. I, I kind of threw myself right right into action there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Let's just go for it. Um, the one... Okay, there's, there, there, there's two things I'm looking at. The first, and Jackson kind of brushed on it a little bit, is... Wyoming, they roster four fullbacks. They're going to want to run the ball, right? They had 55 like running attempts between three running backs versus 21 attempts through the air. Uh-huh. You know, like this is a team that's going to run the ball. There are those questions along the offensive front. The departure of Lolohia hurts, uh, all of those things. But I, I'm looking at, and you mentioned it, you, you look at a linebacking core with, with, with Peyton Pelour coming back for his fifth year or sixth Six, year. Sixth year. Yeah. Uh, and then you have uh, Jihad Woods and Justice Rogers, and you have Jalen Thompson as a safety coming down and in, in, in supporting in that. I think that'll be interesting. I think th- that's something that can be overlooked when looking like Washington State by no means has like a lot of experience or size on that offensive line, but that's never anything they've really boasted, you know? And then, yeah, you know, for sure. So I, I think that that's interesting. I think Washington State can do. We'll put up a bigger fight than New Mexico State did. Like, uh, yeah, I think that that's fair to say. <laughs> well, and I think I think kind of like what you're what you brushed on as well. Like, do we know how we we don't necessarily know how WSU is going to do in defending the run? And when you look at last year, like when they kind of played power run teams, like okay, yeah, they they really struggled against Washington. Obviously, they gutted WSU. But when you go look at how they did against Stanford. They gave up about one sixty-yard run to Bryce Love, which let's face it, that'll that happen. Impressive. But the yeah. rest, of, the rest of the game, they held him to about two and a half yards per carry. Yeah. So it's not unheard of to say that WSU can can't stop a power run team. And let's face it, UW and Stanford run game clearly trumps Wyoming's run game for sure. Uh, <laughs> 2017, 2018, it doesn't matter how you're going to compare it. It clearly the the Pac-12 level clearly trumps the uh, the Mountain West level. So they can stop it. It's a matter of do they? Yes, I yeah I I I agree with that. And then my my other thing is this is 
I like to do these little pull things. These are kind of my favorite. Dude, okay, I'm going we to gotta you, get to that. You got roasted these last. I think you've been roasted a lot of times. I, I love getting roasted. <laughs> but it's like All right, I'm going to give you two quarterbacks. I'm going to give you two quarterbacks, and you don't have to choose them. But tell me if these are relatively similar here. <laughs> All right, uh, let me find. Yep. All right, perfect. We've got quarterback A, 67% completion percentage, just under 3,900 yards, 32 touchdowns, and 11 picks, 7.4 yards per attempt. Right. Mm-hmm. And then we have quarterback B. Um, with 66.9% completion percentage, just under 3,600 yards, 30 touchdowns, 13 picks, 6.7 yards per attempt, right? Yeah. What, we, what we're looking at is senior, or senior Connor Holiday is quarterback A, and senior mm-hmm. Luke Falk is quarterback B. Yeah, I know. Uh, you know? I think you're. I think you hit the. I, I like great point right there. Yeah, I think like Luke Falk, great quarterback. Connor Holiday also put up great numbers in the system as well. You know. Yeah. And then you looked at the games where Tyler came in, and Tyler moved the ball very, very well when he was asked to. Gardner Minshew is going to come in and move the ball just fine. I I one hundred percent agree. Like I think the what is a huge perk of the air raid offense is you can plug in guys and they can do well immediately. Yeah. Like well, that is that, that like it goes down to the very nature of the offense. Absolutely. Like, the, yeah. the nature of the offense is to level the playing field and, and is to be able to, to succeed it, with, it lesser talent, success. with lesser exactly. talent. Absolutely. You know? so th- That's that the is, whole that is the, the purpose of the offense. And for that reason, Washington state will score more than 30 points. And I, I think like Wyoming, Will like Wyoming will move the ball well on the ground. That, that's what they're built to do. But can you manufacture thirty points running the ball against no. a, a, no. like a Washington State defense no. that has like three or four very good linebackers, a safety that can play in the box and mix some things up, and then like you have to like they still have defensive linemen. You know, like mm-hmm. they still exist. So yeah, yeah. I, I'm going like you gave. You said 35, 20. I'll go 38, 21, just to make it a little different. Okay, yeah. And, and I, I like I completely 100. I 100 agree with that. You know, like when you look at Wyoming from 2017 to 2018, like the difference is all in Josh Allen having a quarterback where they can rely. Once the run game, like once you get in a third and long situation, you have a quarterback that can that can make a play like. There, the the passing game was a viable option for them in 2017, and that's just not the case in 2018. And I don't know if you guys got a chance to watch any of that New Mexico State versus Wyoming game, but it all it took was a couple throws to realize that that there's still a lot of growth for Tyler Vanderwall, yeah, and for sure, you know, well, it's not coming week one. You look and, and like I didn't even mean to do this, but my my question was, can Wyoming? score 30 points only running the ball they couldn't do it against new mexico state yeah they had 29 whoa yeah 29 (laughs) you know like 12 of 21 133 yards no touchdowns no picks i mean like it's he's not making mistakes out there but and to that point it's not gonna like if if it's not like if it isn't excelling to the to the point that it was excelling for wyoming against new mexico state where they were like oh my gosh i i didn't do the calculations but they ran for over 300 yards right yeah, if it's not excelling to that point, there's like I just I don't see it being within two scores. You know. Well, and, and I mean, you know, we're talking about this great defense and, and how many turnovers they're forcing. Well, they couldn't even force a turnover against New Mexico, New Mexico State, 
So, I mean, and New Mexico State, who runs their own version of the air raid offense, albeit a, a poor one, uh, <laughs> I mean, they couldn't they couldn't force a turnover against well, New Mexico okay, State. So in, what makes in, me believe that they're going to force a- uh, the, the defense, the quarterback was getting sacked or getting hurried pretty much every other play. And they only got three sacks. They they weren't complete. They were. He was getting hurried. He was getting a lot of pressure. They didn't need the one pressure on three sacks. I got the stats right in front of me. They were getting. They were going three and out basically every drive. It wasn't the type of game where they were going to get opportunities at sack. The quarterback literally couldn't get a chance to throw it most of the time. When he did, it was completely off the marks. So that's a wash. You know, no turnovers in the first game. The twenty-seven pressure was sixteen. Sixteen of twenty-seven attempts. They couldn't pick it off once. I. I I respectfully disagree with that that take, but can you know let's 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 move on. Uh, going over all our predictions, we all had UW winning, correct? Yep. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, that's kind of crazy, but uh, yeah. Central obviously <laughs> we all had winning, and in this one, I have Wyoming winning, which well, shocker, and you guys have WSU winning. I don't think I don't think you've ever picked in favor of WSU. Well, what's interesting? To, Whoa! You never seen court today, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not personal. Am I'm just. I'm just saying. Thing now? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's possible. It's possible. Did I just spin I, this? No. Uh, what are you saying? You, yeah, you do. Oh, uh, yeah. Continue. Uh, is so. It, is what's interesting in, in like I haven't done a great job of taking the national temperature on this, but it, are, are we going against the grain, Jackson? With picking Washington State, like compared to national writers, um, well, see, I don't think necessarily. I just don't think there are a whole lot of national writers putting a prediction on this That's game. True. Like <laughs> you, you, you just like, don't yeah, hear. No one's talking. On no one's talking about this game. And when you look to the only national uh, attention that any of these teams got, CBS. I guess the only well, reason he, that you yes, would talk is. about this game is to predict the upset. Yeah. So for sure, but but even then, it's like. Well, what's the upset? Like CBS, who does their their ranking of all college football teams, ranked Wyoming ahead of WSU. So, like, does that mean they think their W Wyoming's the favorite? Like, you know, I don't even I don't think everyone sold that Washington State is even the favorite, which is I think is 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 not smart, and, and you know, kind of shows that the the lack of attention that both of these small town schools get. But like you know, that's how it works. Jackson, are you complaining about a twelve thirty kickoff on CBS Sports? You know, a national. Oh, not at all. Yeah, that's that's okay. That's not, yeah, no, no, no. I'm. I'm exactly. And there are people predicting this game, guys. Not being buried. Like it's not completely no. looked over. It, it'll be interesting. I, I have all these games are going to be good. That's that's what makes this show fun. We can kind of we have a lot of cool teams to talk about. But off the field stuff for WSU. Roderick Fisher. Arrested for a baby DUI. Now, here's the problem with this, all right? He was under the legal driving limit. But because he's, like, one year away from 18 being 21. 18 or 19. Yeah. The point is that he was fine, and then the cops decided to arrest, well, you know, give him, a, give him a violation for being under, for being between point two and point eight. But yeah. all he was doing, like, he didn't know which way he was driving. What's wrong with that, right? No. I mean, it, so, it was- get this. So, get this. This is actually kind of funny. This is the exact same infraction. Literally the exact same spot. The, same road. <laughs> the exact same incident on the exact same road that Jamal Morrow got his DUI. How recently was that one? And, uh, that was like 2014. Oh my god! That was like his like redshirt freshman. They've got to rename this road. So yeah. <laughs> so I'm what I propose is Citation that Street. at the beginning of the at the beginning of the year, 
Mike Leach takes his team down to California Street, the corner of B Street and California cool. Street, and says, this road here is a one-way road. Do not drive up it, only drive down it. <laughs> and just make it loud and clear that this is a one-way road because this is the second time that this has happened to a WSU football player. <laughs> and thank funny. God he was, I mean, I'm not going to say responsible because he was underaged and, and you know, operating vehicle. He was vehicle. driving the car, Jackson. Of course he's responsible for, the, for his well, health. I, and no, I, I, no, I know. I'm, I'm, he, I said I'm, I'm not saying he's passengers. not, I said I'm not saying he's not responsible. Oh, okay, gotcha. But I'm saying like if he were of age and I think that it, it wouldn't, it wouldn't have been anything. And, you know, oh, right. let's was, face it, 19-year-olds 19 19-year-olds 19 drink at WSU, 19-year-olds drink all around the country, so that yeah. kind of stuff. But, like, you know, I'm not going to condone it, but I'm going to say, like, it wasn't, it wasn't horrible judgment on his part. What the hell does Roderick Fisher need a car for in college? Like, he's, like, a, he's, a, he's a great... A WSU of all places. Yeah. Like, the if, there's one, if there's a place that you don't need a car, it is WSU. Like, like you can walk a car in WSU unless you're like a you can walk from volunteer. both ends. The <laughs> longest walk you can have at WSU is probably about twenty minutes. Yeah, you're not driving to a job, freaking Roger Fisher. This is what you get for being from Spokane. Not 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 because Spokane people are, are, have criminal problems, but because you're so yeah. close, you can drive down here. That's what I meant by that. And I imagine I imagine it's going to be like a week one suspension. Uh, it it's pretty bad for the whole rotation part of it. I don't think it's going to. I don't think it'll it'll get beyond week two, maybe week three. Here's a, I think, oh, I think he'll. I think you know. They said it was going to be handled internally, but you know, who knows what that means. Here's another story out of WSU that's kind of throwing me off right now. Jackson, you're gonna have to you know kind of fill us in on this. But the vice president of student affairs, Mary Jo Gonzalez, this is what she said. All right, and this is actually like a real thing. There are other players who are like, I don't even want to see the number three anymore. Is that a real thing? Like this, I'm surprised this didn't, this didn't make bigger headlines. She said, I don't want to see the number three anymore. There are other players who are like, I, because it's in, so basically WSU is not going to do the missing man formation on for home opener. And, you know, the administrators at WSU are saying that it's best to just move on from Tyler Holinsky, kind of honor him and move on, which is, you know, yeah. when we're done, like we don't want to, we don't want to deal with it anymore. And then apparently the vice president of student affairs, Mary Jo Gonzalez yeah. said that there are other players who are like, I don't even want to see the number three anymore, which would be implying that just a whole kind of campaign they've been overwhelmed I by. I think, it. yeah, I think that like don't don't be too quick to take that out of context. Meaning, like this team is ready to worry about to focus on twenty eighteen. Well, like I a lot of I yeah, like, a I lot of attention. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah. But and that, I wasn't telling I wasn't telling you to be too quick to <laughs> to assume. I was saying you know in general public. Yeah, but but here's um, the thing about this. Okay, so yeah. another anonymous source came out and said that's load of crap. Nobody ever said that, and this is where it gets to the point where the WSU administrators say they don't want to put. It's not necessarily that they're erasing history, but they're not gonna promote him anymore. As in, like I said, when Nebraska did the missing man formation, what was it? Foltz, right, the punter, last year. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so something. It, it was. It was. It, so. You know, they rolled out 10 men. Uh, their opponent, I think it was San Jose State, declined the penalty. And it, it got a great reaction. WC was not going to do that. And they, they told players during spring ball, well, they told, they told reporters during spring ball that they don't want them to ask questions to the players about Tyler Holinsky. And, like, it's not, it's, 
it's I'm okay with their kind of take on this because they're not doing anything negative. Like they're not saying like they're they're not saying to cut them off completely. But it would be nice to see them put some effort in, like doing the missing man formation. Of course, that takes time, coordination, uh, kind of talking to the players about that. But it, I think it would be cool if they went to extra mile to do stuff like that. That's all I got to say about mm-hmm. kind of this whole. This yeah, I, and you know, I think I think it's just it's up to the team. Like, if the team felt strongly that they wanted to do that, then that's their choice. It's like it's not the fans' decision. It's not WCU like the student body's decision. This is their team. Well, then it's not our have team. A say in this? I, I don't think they should have a say in it. I don't think it should be their decision. I don't think it should be writers' decision. I think it should be the players' decision because that was it's their team. Like, th- if if they want to move on and and just focus on 2018 and, and wear the stickers on the decals on their helmets and wave the flag, like they're allowed to do that. They're allowed to respect Tyler Holinsky how they want to respect him. And and you can't say oh because they don't want to do it that they don't respect him. Like it's their choice. Yeah, that, and let that them would make be a their choice. Logic to say oh because you don't then this. Yeah, like, that's that either or thing doesn't really cut it for me. Yeah, no, and, and you know, I don't know. I just, I think sometimes uh, we just get too caught up in, and oh, we're we're no, we're not paying enough. Like we're not honoring him enough, or we're honoring him too. Li- you know, it's just like <laughs> let the team honor them like how they want. There. There's a lot of things that yeah. are like that out there, and just in terms of people disagreeing on how to handle yeah. situations. And but- it's like if if the team disagrees with, you know. Uh, Kook fan and Kook Center's articles that they should do the missing man formation. That's entirely their like they're they're okay to do that. Like that's it's not a it's not a shot. Yeah, it's not a shot against Tyler Holinsky if they decline to do the missing man formation. So um you know we got week one coming up right now and you know I'm just curious. Also um it should be noted breaking news the WSU uh, depth chart was just released. Like the official, like ones? as, like, like a, as, like as we speak, scoured across the internet. Yeah, well, and it just says or 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 um, <laughs> but yeah. So you know, it's not really worth what is, what diving is, what into is Coach right Manson now. Called like a seating chart or something like that. Yeah, the seating chart. Well, it's, I guess it's technically a depth chart at this point. That's what it's called in camp because he's like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, it's like the only thing that matters yeah. right now. It's a seating chart because it can three, like it's subject yeah. to change, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Okay, cool, dude. What do you guys hope to get out of this week right now? I mean, as reporters, the lead into the season is exhausting. Now you get to reap the rewards. Is there kind of any pressure to, like, oh, we, you know, we, we put in all the, the time to you know, get ready for the season. Now we better be the best season ever, right? I mean, that's kind of the expectations right now. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I don't necessarily have anything definitively like oh i hope to get this at you know i'm just like go viral with my article yeah you know i'm just ready to enjoy it oh here's an interesting uh note and and granted it says i'm just looking through the (laughs) the cougar depth chart (laughs) Aesop winston jr ahead of uh my guy desmond patman and granted it says or it says or who okay Guys, we need to we need to clarify right now. I mean, like I said, this is this is the official. It was released. I I have like the press release. Are we talking gokus.com or are we? No, no, no. Oh. I have the I have okay. the press release that like yeah. Oh right, no. Somebody this screenshot is a, this is a, it. This is official shit right here. So so but okay. So it says here QB Gardner Minshew or Anthony Gordon or Trey Tansley. Where where'd you say? Oh, you're talking receiver, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. So for week one, 
Why is Kyle sweet? We saw that for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Desmond Batman's, he's not even an or. He's just starter number two. There's no, no <laughs> they have the ors like, yeah. Dude, maybe uh, it's alphabetical order. A, B, C, D, E. They just mix up the E and D. Or it's W. W, P. Yeah, you know, so I mean, they funny. have like, no, like where <laughs> you the see like. an or out there. Dude, no, uh, Darian Mullen has a, it doesn't have an or. So there's two starters at and the secondary what the fuck is up with these oars <laughs> well they all ha- that's the no, mike leach way the secondary doesn't have any oars yeah but like you know like you see how like justice rogers like oh, right. fave fave is listed above justice rogers but they have an oar i'm i don't know if that constitutes everyone Rotation, in that maybe? group as an oar that's a that's a lot of oars at quarterback man yeah good for max borgie though i knew he had it in him i don't think it, i'm not surprised but oh this is yeah. cool man thanks for pulling us up yeah, not a problem. This is a uh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Kind of getting back to my whole. Uh, my yeah, 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 yeah. Let's get let's get back let's get back to what like enough of the breaking news here. Like, you know, it'd be nice if Eastern and WSU and UW all won, and Eastern's obviously win sure. win because who wins? Because honestly, the more wins, the more people that care about this stuff, man. The more people that are gonna listen to the show. I think it's important that everybody wins, even though I have Wyoming winning. But trust me, Jackson. I still like WSU, and I still I still think it's gonna win. But dude, I just hope to fall into a routine. Like I'm doing the Friday night broadcast for ESPN Yakima. Cascadia Preps has been so much fun, guys. I mean, I am so happy um, that I've gotten a chance to cover some of the East That's Side teams. But just falling into that routine where you know you get the morning workout in, you know you make some good food, and you watch college football on multiple screens yep. like that's kind of that's kind of life of a lot of uh college football followers is kind of just sinking into the couch man that's that's what i'm most looking forward to you guys you guys want to talk a little bit about what you guys want right now well i mean like i said you know i'm just i'm just ready to enjoy it you know like obviously i'm gonna be working all weekend but you know it's it's been a long time coming to week one and it's it's, it's time, time to just days. enjoy it mm-hmm. it's time to have yeah. fun and just take in some good football yeah. Uh similarly my thing like is just it's basically the same thing but this is my last year as a student at the UW. Like more as just a human being than as a writer. Like I just want to I'm going to every game this year. I don't know if people know that or not, but like I just like want to enjoy like every game day as a student that I can. Uh you know, in just like really just soaking it in, soaking in all the different different atmospheres I'll be in, going from like SEC country week one to Salt Lake City week three. You know, like there's gonna be some fun stuff. So I, I'm excited to just kind of experience it all and uh, not take any moments on game day for granted. Yeah, Life is short, guys. It's Absolutely. Good season. Hey, Luke, can you get us with the plugs right now? Yep. All right. So before we get out of here, we want to tell you about some of the content we'll be making over the next week. Scouting report by Jackson Gardner will be coming out on the Daily Evergreen today and a preview of the game itself on Friday. Uh, He will not be broadcasting, as he mentioned in Laramie. Micah will be broadcasting the AC Davis versus Mount Tahoma game on 1460 ESPN Yakima. That's right. That'll be on Friday. (laughs) Yep. That's big. Friday night. Mark that down. And if you don't want to listen to the whole game, he says that's fine. But tune in for a couple minutes and hear him talk. For myself, you know, predictions coming out, even though you already heard it here, uh, maybe I'll tweak it, something to look for. But then you'll also hear predictions from Fetters and Kim and Scott. And then I'll also have a game preview 
and potentially a podcast with that as well. We haven't decided. And then uh, I will try to have a couple more little fun Twitter plays over the next couple days like I did with the Jake Browning, Jarrett Stidham comparison. Uh, yep, so keep your eyes for those. And you can find us on Twitter at Micah, or at Micah underscore Chen, at Luke Munger, and at Jackson M. Gardner. Any questions or comments you have for us, our very public and open email is MicahChen at Yahoo.com. Next Tuesday, we'll be recapping the previous weekend's wins for three of the four <laughs> Washington teams, because only three can win. And also, uh, we will look at, uh, into what to expect for week two. And it will we'll be right in the, like, this is crazy. Next show will be in the football season. Like, this is still before oh the season. Gosh. Yes. Next week, amazing. we will be into the season. Like, the, we'll never have to make up stuff to talk about again. <laughs> we'll never have to do a fantasy like, football g- draft. Never, yeah. never pushing there. And, and think about it. Next week, we're going to be looking at our fantasy teams and yeah. analyzing yeah, how they did. Oh, that's going to be great. We're going to be having to make decisions of what to not include. <laughs> oh, this is going to yeah. be so sweet. These That's great. Yeah. <laughs> so good times are coming. Time. This is yeah. maybe the best time to not only to subscribe to our show and give us a five star ratings, but to tell your friends too, because we're getting into the real stuff. I mean, if you guys have been listening to us through this and you enjoy it, imagine <laughs> how good it's going to get yeah. when it's the football season. This is preach, be awesome. preach the good word, the yeah. good word of Washington football crunch. Absolutely, guys, and guys. This is a fun show. I mean, like, yeah. Gonna be I a mean, lot listen of to this uptight, serious people. Like we're having fun here. We're giving good information. Yeah. We're having fun with it. Exactly. This is this is this is the dream. You guys have found yourself in the middle of the it's dream. crystal clear. The audio, official yes. podcast of Washington football co- culture. Need I say it again? No. By now, <laughs> just don't know. Now then. you know. Period. <laughs> All caps. Period. All right. So now, to just close it all out, this has been Washington Football Crunch for myself, Micah, and Jackson. Let's get out of here. Mm-hmm.